Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 66th episode of What the Wealth. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner, Certified Financial Planner. Today, we're going to talk about bond laddering and an investment strategy that can help reduce risk and provide stability in your retirement portfolio. First, we need to talk about what is a bond. A bond is a debt security, kind of like an IOU. So when you buy a bond, you're lending money to the issuer, and that can be a government, can be a municipality, could be a corporation. In exchange for you loaning money to the issuer, the issuer agrees to pay you uh, an interest rate, usually at a fixed rate, and for a set period of time. They also are agreeing to repay the face value of that bond or the principal when it matures. So as an example, if you are are buying a $10,000 bond, then you are actually essentially loaning $10,000 for to an issuer to, again, a corporation, a government, a municipality, and you will earn interest for a set period of time at usually a set interest rate. And when that bond matures, you'll get your $10,000 back and you would have collect interest over that set period of time. So when I think about bonds, I think about the phrase loaner, not an owner. So you are loaning XYZ corporation or government a a certain set of money. You're not taking any ownership in that, that corporation. So you're a loaner, not an owner. The next thing I want to talk about are, are types of bonds. There are many different types of bonds. They can generally be divided into two categories, and I'm specifically talking about ratings here, how how people determine if they are investing in good quality quality bonds. So investment-grade bonds are issued by companies with good credit ratings, and there's a couple different credit rating agencies, the um, Standard & Poor's, there's Moody's, so they, they rate based on quality and they look at you know metrics to determine if this company has the ability to potentially pay this money back or this principal back to you at maturity. So there's investment grade bonds. We know we you know we know that from what I just mentioned, but there's also junk bonds and, and these bonds are issued by companies with poor credit ratings and they carry a higher risk of default. So when you are thinking about bonds, bonds that are rated triple B, single A, double A, triple A, those are considered investment grade bonds. So when you hear someone say investment grade bonds, you're you're normally thinking about uh, companies that have good ratings, good credit ratings, and and have you know the ability and in, in you know high likelihood not always guaranteed, but the likelihood to repay that repayment or repay that principal back at maturity and also make their their interest payments to you. So when you think about junk bonds, we're thinking about companies that are 
double B, single B, triple C, and so forth down the line, not high quality, have a poor credit rating, and carry a high risk of not paying the interest payments and not paying their, you know, paying the maturity back or paying your principal back at maturity. So the, those are, are two important things to think about as you potentially consider investing in bonds and it, are, are bonds right for you. What I specifically want to talk about is, you know, the idea of bond laddering, because I think bond laddering is a strategy that that could potentially be used for for people as they build out their portfolios, as they think about, you know, how do bonds fit into their retirement plan, the retirement income plan, you know, what purpose does the bonds have? So bond laddering is an investment strategy that involves buying bonds with different different maturity dates. So you're you're picking different maturities for your bonds. So like a ladder has multiple rungs, each at a different height, a bond ladder has different bonds with different maturities. And the advantage to this is that it helps to reduce reinvestment risk, it helps to reduce uh, credit risk, it helps to reduce interest rate risk, it it really helps to kind of, it doesn't solve all risks, but it does help kind of mitigate some of those risks out there. Probably most notably would be uh, some of the interest rate risk. So when a bond matures, you can use that money to buy another bond. This gives you flexibility to take advantage of changing in interest rates. We're seeing a lot of that now. As they raise rates to fight inflation, we're seeing bond values go down. So let me walk you through an example. Let's say you have a portfolio with four bonds on this bond ladder. They mature in 2022, 2023, 2024, and 2025. So as the Fed continues to raise rates to combat inflation, the yield on new bonds will increase. What that, what the reason that happens is because bonds and interest rates have an inverse relationship. As interest rates go up, bond values go down. And when bond values go down, the yield or the interest rates that are being paid on the bonds go up. Reverse is also true. When interest rates by the Fed go down, bond prices go up. And so that inverse relationship is is a key driver for how bonds work. So right now what we're seeing is bond yields go up, bond prices go down. So when you're laddering these bonds and you have a bond that matures, say in 2022, this year, at maturity, now you've got that bond that you can take and determine what do you do with it? Do you go buy a new rung, maybe the 2026 bond? You know, what do you do with that? But it, it provides some some payoff for your money back to say, okay, now I have this sum of cash. What's the next strategy? So again, bond laddering is is really just the idea of we're going to kind of divide our money up into different sections or different maturities. I used again four four years, twenty twenty two through twenty twenty five. But you could do a eight year bond ladder. You could do a twelve year. You could do a ten year. You could do a three year. There there is no 
set time frame. It, it really depends on what your investment objectives are, how you're using this bond ladder, and and you know again what your ultimate uh, goal is with incorporating a strategy like a bond ladder. So why would you use a bond ladder? And there are several reasons why you might consider using a bond ladder in your portfolio. First, it can help reduce some risk. By having bonds with different maturity dates, you're not as exposed to changing in interest rates. So by having these definite maturities, you're kind of locked in. You know what the rate is you're going to get for that period of time. So that's helpful. You'll know exactly what the, the... interest rate is, you'll know exactly when you're going to get your money back. And so it just provides a little bit more clarity around, you know, interest rate risk and, and, you know, the risk of market fluctuations, uh, knowing that on these certain dates or these certain milestones is when you get your money back. Second is bond laddering can, can provide some stability um, to your portfolio. So the fixed payments from bonds can help to offset volatility of stocks. It can be important as you approach retirement, you know, as you try to reduce risk in your portfolio. So these bonds traditionally have been very, you know, stable, relatively speaking to to equities. Now, this year, we've seen quite a hit on uh, on bonds because rates have been historically low. And as the Fed is raising rates to offset this inflation, and they're doing so at very large clips, 0.75%. They've hiked multiple times here. And and they're doing so aggressively to, to, again, try to drive inflation down. And so creating that that, that ladder allows you to know, okay, if you've got a five-year ladder, you, you know for five years, here's the rate you're getting. Now, the price will fluctuate up and down. We're not concerned about the price. We're All we're concerned about is the interest rate that you're getting paid, and when does your money mature? And so that would be the second thing, providing some stability, knowing that you're going you're gonna to collect this interest rate, and you're also going to have these pre-planned maturity dates where you get your money back. Third is the bond laddering acts as a war chest for future purchases. So in theory, what you do with a bond ladder is you are segmenting whatever monies you are allocating to uh, a bond ladder. Let's again, let's say we're doing a four year bond and you have a hundred thousand dollars. Well, what you would do is put $25,000 into each one of those rungs on the ladder. So you put 25,000 in 2022, 25,000 in 2023, 25,000 in 2024 and 25,000 in 2025. And when you do that, you're segmenting those buckets of money. So, as that bond matures, well, really, all to collectively, that is that is your war chest. Now, hopefully, you still have an emergency fund or some some cash on hand that you can access. But this is our war chest again, knowing that at a set date you're getting your money back, and you you collect some interest along the way. As each one of these segment matures, now you're 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 kind of poised with a question: What do you do? Do you take it and buy the next rung on the ladder? That is kind of what the original strategy is for. When a when a rung matures, say again in this case 2022, 
Now maybe we consider going and buying the next 2026 bond. And when 2023 matures, we go buy 2027. And so you're kind of constantly rolling the one that matures into the furthest one. So the idea is that every year you have a one-year bond that is maturing. So that's, that's the first thing that you can think of is buying the next rung on the ladder. The second is, okay, now you've got this money freed up. Maybe you consider another investment. Maybe maybe equities are low. Do you consider buying equities? You know, equities obviously have investment risk and they fluctuate and they're not guaranteed and the dividends aren't guaranteed. But historically, equities have been a great place for long-term uh, investors. Uh, I believe equities are, are, you know, great companies that we use every day and they are resilient and they are, you know, providing growth and and I guess they're not guaranteeing growth. I guess I need to be careful how I say that. But equities equities historically have been very good for long-term investors that have a long-term investment horizon. So maybe you consider taking some of that money to buy another investment like equities, or maybe you you need to replenish your emergency fund. Or, you know, maybe you need to use it for living expenses or, or you know, you want to buy a piece of real estate or whatever. You know, you can use it for, for something else. Finally, you can create these rungs on your ladder to be maturing certain checkpoints to provide future income. So what you may do is say, okay, when 2022 matures, I'm going to take that income and I'm going to use it as income for the next 12 months. And then when 2023 matures, I'm going to use that as the income for the next 12 months. And that lets your other investments, your equities, if you have real estate, uh, you know, whatever else your investments are, continue to work for you over the long run. So that is, uh, you know, something else to consider. The next thing to talk about is, you know, individual bonds versus bond ETFs. Now, this gets a little jargony here, but I think it's important to consider and to think about. So you're just aware of, of your options. So individual bonds have some advantages. First, you know exactly when the bond will mature. Uh, you know what the interest payment will be. And so this can help provide, you know, some, some planning around future cash needs. Second, you can avoid fees that come with bond mutual funds, and bond ETFs. So uh, if you're buying the individual bond, they are usually, you know, have less fees than a mutual fund or ETF because there's not a portfolio manager managing the fund. But there are some drawbacks to buying individual bonds. Number one, it can be difficult to find high-quality bonds that match your desired maturity rate. Second, you know, there might be a commission to buy the bond that you would need to think about how does that affect your your uh, interest rate and your, your return. Third, you may need to keep track of multiple bonds and their maturity dates, and that may be time-consuming. I think the biggest drawback here is, is that you don't have diversification. And so when you're picking an individual bond, and, and, and you're setting aside your 25% to one bind, now you've got exposure to 
to to credit risk to to default risk you know are they going to pay off and so you start to have you know more exposure to risk than if you have a basket of bonds like you might have in an ETF which could buy you know multiples of bonds inside of it so bond ETFs are probably uh, you know an alternative to individual bonds they offer benefits like diversification you know professional management there are people that their entire job is to to screen bonds, to find bonds, to uh, to to build this portfolio for you, and and avoid some of the drawbacks of owning individual bonds, which again is is mainly the diversification. So many of these bond ETFs will own hundreds or thousands of bonds, and because ETFs are traded on the stock exchange. They can be bought and sold pretty quickly and easily, whereas sometimes buying an individual bond may not be as liquid or easily uh, easy to buy or sell. So ETFs usually provide not only more diversification, but more uh, liquidity. So that's that's another thing to, to consider. Now, ETFs, being that they trade like stocks, have some of their own investment risks. They fluctuate up and down like the market. They may trade above or below their net asset value, and then upon redemption, you know, if these if these bond ETFs mature, some of them mature, some are perpetual. But if they redeem, then that the redemption may be worth more or less than the original cost. So those are just some things to think about as you're thinking about: Do you buy the individual ETFs? Excuse me, individual bonds, or do you buy? you know, some sort of ETF to create your bond ladder strategy. Finally, I think we need to talk about some of the bond risk. We've talked about some of this, but I want to make sure that I touch on it again. The most common is interest rate risk. And this is the risk that as interest rates go up, your bond will go down in value. Now, this is also true, you know, vis-a-vis if rates go down, your bond values go up in value or appreciate. So it's something to just think about that, especially in this market we're seeing now where, where the Fed's raising rates and we're seeing bond prices go or, or interest rates go up, we're seeing bond prices go down. This is interest rate risk. And that interest rate risk is higher for bonds that have longer maturity dates. So you're going to see a, a bond that has a one or two or three year maturity will have less interest rate risk than a bond that has 10, 15, 20, 30 year maturity. So that's something to think about. Another risk to consider is, is the credit risk. And we talked about this early on. Is the company credit worthy or not? You know, are they have the ability to pay pay their interest payments and to pay the maturity and the principal back at maturity, or are they risky and, and potential of default? So, you know, that's that's also something to consider as you're determining, you know, do you use junk bonds or high yield bonds or do you use investment grade? And then finally, there's some some reinvestment risk. And this is the risk that if a bond matures, you might not be able to, you know, replace that bond with a similar bond with the same interest rate or uh, as your other bond. And so the marketplace determines interest rates based on what the Fed is doing and bond prices are doing. So if you have a bond mature, you might not be able to replace that bond and get the same interest rate. 
Bottom line, I think bond ladders can be a useful tool in retirement planning. I think it's a a good way to have a segmentation approach, a bucket strategy for retirement planning and and a war chest to know that you know this money is maturing at this year, this money the next year, uh, here's the interest rate, and it provides some kind of a strategy to the fixed income or bond portion of the portfolio that I don't think you get with just perpetual bonds that just, you know, a, a, a mutual fund or ETF that just lasts forever. And, and I'm I'm a fan of having some control over what the bonds are, knowing when they mature, and and what strategy am I implementing? Why am I implementing it? So I think the bond laddering provides some of that, which I think is is a useful tool. So hope that's been helpful as you think about, you know, how does fixed income, how do bonds play a role in your portfolio? And, and you know, should you own them? This has obviously been a pretty high level conversation around them. There are uh, lots of risk around bonds. There are lots of benefits around bonds. There's a lot of different kinds of bonds. In fact, bond investing, bond, the bond universe is actually larger than the equity you know, investment universe out there. Bonds and fixed income are a huge part of our economy. So I just want you all to be uh, cognizant of why you own things and how you own things and, and you know, just be aware of, of what the strategies you're using and, and how you're using them in your retirement plan. So thanks for joining me on this episode of What the Wealth. If you haven't already gone to What the Wealth on YouTube, then please subscribe. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and wherever podcasts are found that you listen to to your podcast. Uh, I appreciate all of you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And until next time, be confident in your retirement. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor.